Father, I thank you so much for this chance to bring your word. I thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins and redeeming me and my soul and my spirit and my life. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming my family. And Lord, I ask that you would do the same thing for many that are here today. Lord, stir us up. Fire us up in the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, bless us today. Help us, Lord, to do your work in Jesus' name. We want to do your work. And we want to do it to the utmost. Amen? I turned that microphone off so I could clear my throat. throat) All right, so the last few Sundays have been awesome. We are excited about where God is taking this church. This is not in my notes, but I do want to tell everyone that we are speaking every week with an architect about this building that's going to be built on the side over here. Got some great ideas and growth is coming. Growth is here and we're excited about how he is providing. God is providing in a mighty way. He's providing when we don't realize he's providing in areas where we we don't even know what happens Something happens, and we say, that, oh, that's God, and, and, and something else happens, and we look back and we say, that had to be God. It was only God. And so just pray that everything goes exactly in God's plan. Big decisions mean slowing down, okay? So bigger decisions, more money spent, trust us. We slow down, we look at it, we plan, we look at it, we look at it, after that, We're probably going to look at it and then look at it again. So just know that eventually we're going to quit looking at it. (laughs) We have already pulled the trigger and we're on the move, but God's got some great things. Our vision is for the entire area up here on the top to just be completely redone. Uh, It's more than what we had talked about, but we're talking about a a nice facelift Right now, we, we have church in a metal building. We know that. But it doesn't have to look like a, a shop. So we're going to do our best to dress that front up, and there's going to be some architectural design. How many know you, that's something we need? Men, do we need our, our, our ladies in the house every once in a while to go to Kirkland's? You got quiet because the men don't care. They're like, I really... Did you have to even mention it? Now it's in her head. Thanks, Pastor. Now that's in her head. After church, we're going to go out to eat. Oh, he mentioned Kirkland's. I hadn't been there in a while. We went to Tyler last night, and we had to go make some necessary stops. But then my wife said, I'm going to, I was in a store taking care of some church business, sound stuff, and things we needed for our sound team, music ministry at Guitar Center. Well, Kirkland's is right about two stores down. And I get a text. I come out to the car. She's gone. I'm going to Kirkland's. I walk in there and, and uh, she says, there's a, there's a big sale going on right now. Big sale. This, I mean, I'm, I'm not, her eyes are big. Like, there is a big sale going on right now. And I said, there's always a big sale going on at Kirkland's. I mean, they get you right off the bat. There's something up there that is junk. And it says half of half. And, I, and oh, I don't even know what I need. This right here came from Kirkland's. <laughs> now, I did, I was like, I got to have a jar while we're here. I need that for my sermon. 
And uh, thank you, Lord, for Kirkland's and blessing us. Men, you're welcome. Hey, you need your wife. You need that. We need our our wives because, men, when, when you try to decorate, heaven help us. I remember growing up, my room was not decorated real nice. It was clean, but it wasn't decorated real nice. Oh, we got some light in here. That looks good. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Exodus chapter 32. We're going to get that all cleared out. I may need to chug some of that. I can start with this, but... uh, there's times when I'm working so hard that I feel like I could get one of those down. Any of the men feel me? Yep. It's coming, men. July and August, it's coming. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's coming. Exodus 32, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. This is the golden calf. This is the time when the children of Israel have turned their back on, on God and He has just blessed them and blessed them and blessed them and miracle and miracle signs and wonders. And then they just go off and just do this right here. The golden calf. It's in chapter 32. We're going to read a little bit. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, I I, I noticed how they said this. Like they don't, this guy, this is the man who through God led you out of bondage and amazing, unbelievable miracles. And they're going to refer to him as, as for this fellow, as for this guy, be careful how you refer to those that are in leadership and those that, um, are praying on your behalf and they are really, really concerned for your soul that they're not just some guy or, hey, dude, or, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, man, hey, just, hey, hey, girl. Now, we're not hung up on titles, but I'm just saying there, you need to be careful how the, the level of respect that you put on those that really, really care for you. And I won't even say respect. Let's just say love. Let's just say be careful that you don't lack in love for those that love you sometimes more than we love ourselves. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings, brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol. For those of you that don't know, Aaron was Moses' mouthpiece. Moses was slow of speech, and he even questioned God when God said, I want to use you to bring the children of Israel out of bondage. Lord, I don't know if you want to use me because I can't say things the way I'm supposed to say things. I I can't respond quickly. I'm not quick-witted. I don't think of things quick. I don't speak quick. I don't speak real fluently. Maybe he didn't feel very confident, but there was somebody that was paired up with him, Aaron, And Aaron was the mouthpiece. Aaron spoke to Pharaoh. Aaron at times was the one holding the rod and casting it down and turning it into a serpent that ate up all the other magician's serpent. And so this is a man who was right up in the mix is what I'm trying to get a point across here. He was all up in it. 
And then this. Aaron is saying, okay, well, yeah, you're right. Moses has been gone for a pretty good while. It's been some time. Been a minute. Y'all bring me them earrings. Yeah, go ahead. I, I hear you. I feel you. Bring them earrings. Bring the sons. Everybody bring your earrings up in here. Bring the earrings. Bring all that gold you got up in here. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol. Okay. Messing up. Cast into, in the shape of a calf. Fashioned, fashioning it with a tool. Remember what I'm saying because we're going to come back to this. He made an idol. Aaron did. He used a tool and he fashioned it. Then they said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. No, they're not. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced tomorrow there will be a festival. They called it a festival. Some call it other things. To the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. I'll say sin. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom brought you up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Verse 9, I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone. You ought to know right there God's getting mad. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. I want to now read just one more verse, verse 14, just part of it. And after Moses sought the face of the Lord and he went to God, it says in verse 14, Then the Lord relented. So be careful, like I said, the amount of love you show those that love you because you never know when they're praying on your behalf saying, Lord, don't kill them. <laughs> I know that sounds, but the Lord is saying, my anger is, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. And I'm not fired up because I want to bless, bless, bless. I'm fired up because I'm aggravated. I'm mad at a stiff-necked people. Okay. And that's just some descriptive terms being stiff-necked. We know what that is. It's hard-headed. Stiff-necked is hard-headed. And we know that Moses went to, to God and he prayed and he was able to, to kind of subside that anger through prayer. And, and he reaches out to God and God says, and the Bible says that he relented. This sermon was birthed this past Sunday night. We were in a prayer service this past Sunday night and we're praying. And it was just so powerful and I just want to really encourage you to be here uh, sun tonight at 6 o'clock. We pray for right at an hour. And I'll tell you what, most of the time I look at my watch and it's about 6.45. And I'm like, man, alive, it was really quick. Because it's not a burden to pray. It's not a burden when you're praying to the one who has saved your soul. He changed your life. He rearranged you. And like I've said before, you and I were tore up from the floor up. And now he's taken us and molded us and rearranged us and made us into something that he can actually use. Because we were, if we will be honest with ourselves, we were useless. We could not be used. Our rotten attitude, our, our, our makeup, our mind, our mindset, we're horrible. I was. 
rotten. But God says, you know what? I like to use the one sometimes that is just the most unlikely. Why does he do that so many times? It's because it's him getting the glory. It's him getting the glory. And so when you feel that way, if you feel that way today, you're like, I am rotten. There is no way on earth God could ever use me to teach Sunday school, to help in a church, to be a part of a ministry, to be a disciple, to witness to others. Get ready. Get ready. Because it's coming. It's coming. It was birth this past Sunday night, and we begin to speak about being stirred up. And I was talking about, it just hit me. I'm like, we've got to be stirred up. I want to be stirred up. And that's one, th- the reason that I have this today and I'm going to go ahead and pour this in here and work this into here. Now, I'm going to have to probably get my hand a little bit dirty to get this out. But we've got some sand. And what this sand is going to represent, Tommy, do you mind getting me just anything to kind of wipe my finger off here? I don't think anybody wants this in their eye. As I'm wanting my finger. Thank you so much. All right. What we've got here is some nice, fresh, clean water. And we now have some sand in there and some little sediment. And what we're going to do is we are going to make sure that we are stirred up. And I know this is so simple. Y'all are like, okay, welcome to Children's Church. (laughs) Hey, kids, we want to be stirred up for Jesus. Everyone stand and clap. Yay. No, it's, it's important that we notice something like this. When I'm stirred up, it's all in me. Everything, it, it, the color changes. What, everything that is, is going on with me changes. Now what I'm going to do right here is I didn't want it to be so stirred up that it didn't settle down. So I'm going to add a little bit of dry in there. So we may have to play with that mixture a little bit. I'm stirring it up. I know here in a minute that's going to go back to clear water. And that's my point today. That right there is going to look different here in a minute. Why is it going to look different here in a minute? Because I'm not going to be over here stirring on this the entire message. I cannot preach this sermon and do this the whole time. So eventually I've got to take a break from my stirring. And I'm going to set it down. And forget about it. I want you to remember this today. It's important. We have got to be stirred. Some of us need more stirring than others. Okay? Some of you have such a strong infilling of the Holy Ghost in your life that just a stirring a little bit and you're, everything in here changes and it's dark and it's, it's filled up and it's just cloudy. It's like a cloudy Holy Ghost party going on in here. I'll just call it that. But the others... It's kind of like what it's looking like right now. Yeah, it's going. It's going. I see it. It's starting to cloud up. But immediately, immediately, it's already starting to settle. And it's already starting to settle. And I walk away from that. And then that begins to look clearer and clearer and clearer. And that's because the, what needs to be stirred up has settled. And now it's dormant on the bottom. All right, I'm not going to belabor this, but we're going to kind of just, every once in a while, somebody can look at it and say, stir it up, stir it up. You may look at my jar during this sermon, and I'm losing track of it. 
And all of a sudden, I don't notice that everything that I had stirred up is now settled at the bottom. And I'm not paying attention to it because I'm in my own world. I'm doing my own thing. I'm living my life. I'm having a sin party. And somebody said, stir it up. What are you talking about, man? I'm having a good time. The Lord is blessing. I'm, man, I'm a successful in business. My mar- Everything's going good for me. And somebody looks over there at my jar that I ain't paying attention to. And they look at that and they say, you better stir it up. You better listen. You better stir it up. And I look, oh, you're right. Or do I say, no, no, it's good. It's good. Stir it up. Stir it up. I want to preach to you for a few minutes on the topic today. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. All right. I know that this, I have a little clip that I'm going to play y'all. And y'all are going to be like, where in the world are we going with this? But just hang with me. And we're going to get just about a minute and 20 seconds of Hollywood just for a second. So if y'all would play that clip for me. who that is. Everybody want to call out a number right now? What is this number? Who is this? 007. 007. Mr. Swab and Devin Ayers. 007. He is the coolest of cool. And so what I wanted to play right there and just really show you is how in this situation he is shaken but he's not stirred. I want you to notice. I'm not going to play it again but I I noticed this when I watched this clip. I noticed how the man First of all, is driving a fine, fine vehicle. I mean, it's nice. It's cleaned up, shined up, not a speck of dirt on it. And he's, a lot of times, wearing a tuxedo, looking real nice, looking real sharp, perfect haircut, everything's good. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's being chased. He's being shot at with machine guns, and they're starting to bump his car, and then the roads are starting to get narrow, and there's S-curves, and there's tunnels, and there's machine gun fire, and there's a big truck coming. And what, how does he react? He don't even make faces. He's, just, he's downshifting. He's, he's double-clutching. He's hitting the emergency brake and, and drifting and spinning around. And if we kept watching this clip, clip, I didn't want to play it in its entirety, but about a minute and a half to two minutes later, he just... Drives out. Hey, Charles, look. He's missing a door off. A car, one of his doors gets ripped off. And he's still just like, just driving. 
He, he was shaken, but he was not stirred. Another thing, another thing that even got me on this was that's how he orders his drinks. Martini, dry, shaken, not stirred. We know that. It's don't, don't go there. We're not going there. But that's not, if you're going to order, he's shaken, shaken, not stirred. You know, Sean Connery. There's, some people can fake the Sean Connery. He had a lifestyle of fast cars, fast women, fast fashion, power, secrecy, and danger. Okay? This is how we're tying this together today in our life. We can have a life of secrecy and danger. You may not have fast cars, but there are some other things that come along that are fast, and there's some other things that can pull us and, and pull on us and get us into a, a life of sin and secrecy and danger. It's always dangerous if when we are living our life, we are completely getting away from God. It's getting a little clearer. And we're not staying stirred up. We're shaken, but we're not stirred. Let me show you some. So this is how the normal response should be for somebody who's being chased with machine guns and cars and motorcycles. And there's a bandit and gangs that are chasing you down in the street. You're going to be responding like this. Okay. This is a normal response, but that's not. Keep it on that one. Keep back and forth with me. Follow me here. The, the same response. A shaken but not stirred response is that 007 where he's like, I live for danger. I train to be a secret spy. Danger is my middle name. Sin is my middle name. I live for sin. Sin is what drives me. I love sin. And I told about it last Sunday. I said, sin is fun. It looks like a lot of fun to get in a Maserati and double clutch and pull the emergency brake and, and drift and get through something and get out through the other side. And you're like, hey, if y'all need somebody to drive Fast and Furious Part 25, I can do it. How many parts of Fast and, Fast and Furious Part 1, 2, 3? I mean, they lost me. It's like up to 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm like, it's fast cars. How many is it, Jerry? You got Fast and Furious Part 10. So Part 11, it, some of you in here are like, I can be in the movie. We were in Tyler last night, and we were right there at Broadway and uh, the entrance to the mall. Car comes out. Ooh. And I mean, they are hammering down. It is, I'm like, I look at my wife, I said, Broadway is now a racetrack. Broadway is a racetrack. And they feel like they're in the movie. They've already souped up their cars. Their cars sound fast. They may not be fast, but my goodness, they sound fast. I mean, a Honda Civic, you get a little four-door Honda Civic, it's like, Wah! it sounds like it's like a, a, a Formula One race car, but it tops out at like 75. And that dude's just... And he's got tachometers and gauges. And like, yeah, it's telling you you're going 75, bro. I just passed you in my wife's expedition. I don't have any of that foo-foo. I got a button over here. It says sport. <clears throat> Hit sport. Punch it. All four wheels. Grip the ground. And I'll outrun this dude. Here's another normal response. Oh, yeah. Now, we look at this and we laugh like it's a bad thing, but this is a good thing when you talk about it in the spiritual sense. I need you to respond like this 
When something happens, I don't want you to just be shaken and not stirred. I want you to be shaken and stirred. This dude right here is shaken, and he's stirred too. He's like, "Woo! we better get somewhere. Let me show you another one. Yeah. Ladies, that's you. And you're trying to hit the button to talk and text to your husband saying, I'm being chased. I, there's, uh, what's going on? There's machine gun fire. And then we've got our, our last one that I'll show you. This one right here. They see me slow and they hating. <laughs> trying to catch me riding dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know. I, I've heard it too. But listen. This is exactly, this is exactly the wrong thing to do. When the devil's after you and he's trying to catch you and he's on your tail, you don't be slowing, riding dirty. No, uh-uh. We need to get on the gas pedal. We need to get somewhere and be stirred up. We got to be stirred up. I don't want to be just shaken. She was shaken. She was unstirred, and she's not worried about it. I, as I looked up a picture for this, y'all can take that one off there because that's getting people's attention. As I looked up that picture, I found another one that was funny. It showed a, an older woman. No, listen, no offense. Young kids probably cause more wrecks than this right here. But there was a picture that said, uh, had a lady look like that, driving sweet, you know, look like your grandmother. And uh, it said, Ben... Uh, Let's see, how did it say? Like, I've uh, been a part of 100 accidents. Been a part of 100 accidents. Uh, or, no, it says caused 100 accidents been in, and hadn't been involved in any of them. <laughs> caused 100 accidents this last year and involved in zero. Everybody's just... <laughs> I mean, there's pileups happening and she's just... <laughs> there's danger... That Mr. 007 was involved in. He had a cold and calculated response. Many of us, same thing. Seen myself do it. I'll say that before. I've seen myself do it. I had a cold and calculated response. I didn't respond in the normal response. God does something to me. Something happens. He shakes me. And I'm just slow rolling. Why? I live for this. Like I'm trained for this. Is, this is me. This is my. This is me. The reason 007 is not at, at, at all worried. He's not. He's not stirred up and looking like these other pictures. Is because that's what he lives for. He wants it. He's like devil. I wish you would bring me something. Some of us are that same way. We're like devil. Just bring me the next temptation. I live for this. I want it. I love the excitement. I gotta have more. We need a healthy fear of God. Brian, you said it today. My lovely wife, she said it today. We need a healthy fear of God. The children of Israel had allowed themselves to be shaken, but not stirred. Today I'm going to draw some parallelisms from this Bible story and the life of sin that many, many, many people get involved in. And if it's not you today, trust me, it's your neighbor. If it's not you today, it's your, it's your friend, it's your loved one, it's your son, it's your daughter. And you don't even know it about some people. It's secrecy. 007, secret spy. He doesn't walk into the room. He does, he's not at the big dance at the dance hall and walking in with his tuxedo saying, Hey everyone, I've got an earpiece. 
I'm being spoken to by somebody else that's watching over me with a drone. I know everything that's going on. I've got a little pair of glasses that I can see with my left eye through different things. I can scan. I'm like a robot. I have all these secret tools and weapons. He doesn't announce himself. He walks in there and he's incognito. He's secret. He's secret. He trains to be secret. Listen, this world is training your children to be secret. This world, whether you believe it or not, this world is training us to be secret. And if you want to be secret, you can be secret. If you want to hide, you can hide. And you can be shaken, but not stirred. You can be the one that is just rolling so smooth and you look like 007. It's a cool look. Everybody loves you because you look the part. You have the part. You have the car. You got the suit and tie. You speak the lingo. You know exactly what to say. But you are living in sin. You are secret. You are a spy. Shaken but not stirred. I'm going to tell you three things that you'll, that you'll do to lose your relationship with God. And what will get you stirred up. I want to tell you the main thing that will get you stirred up is you need to repent. Three things. Let's talk about three things. You need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you need to receive the gift, the wonderful, mighty, powerful, unbelievable. It's just amazing gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, sermon's over. 28 minutes, y'all head to Posados. Because that's great. That right there is good. Jason's already applauding. Let's go. I'm ready. Two cheese enchiladas, rice and beans. All right. And a sweet tea. So that's the main thing. We need to repent of our sin. Repent. Turn away. Lightly stirred. Lightly stirred right now. I'm just, I just happened to glance at it. It's lightly stirred. So we got to repent. Then we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We need, that, we need that covenant. We need to make that covenant with God. That blood covenant to where he shed his blood. And now that blood that he shed is now blood on us. It is a covenant. Welcome to Covenant Church. <laughs> All right. We're not going to be sprinkling blood on everybody. But I will tell you what. We will lead you to a baptism. It's behind this screen. And there's a tank back there that we put people in the water and we put them all the way under and we bury them and we cover them up and we are taking on the name of Jesus. We don't baptize in any other name except the, most na the name that is the most powerful, the most mighty, the name that the Bible says in everything you do, in word and deed, do all, do, do some of it. In everything you do, in word and deed, do most of it. In everything you do, in word and deed, do all, do every single bit of it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I, I, I baptize you for the remission of your sins in Jesus' name. Amen. Watch the power. Here it comes. You ready for it? Watch out. Boom. Come up out of that water. People say things like, I feel fresh. I feel clean. I feel light. I feel new. I don't even know what happened. Just, it's just amazing. If you've never experienced it, or if it's been about 40 years since you experienced it, get rebaptized. My goodness. Some of y'all need a bath. And I don't mean this kind. I mean, some of us, we need a spiritual bath. We bathe and eat and brush our teeth every week. 
Every day we do this. And then we're going to get baptized one time back when I was six years old. How old are you, bro? 75. Your water looking pretty clear. <laughs> I'm a little, little stir. Might need a little stir. Humbry. A little stir. A little stir. Inside joke. You don't know. Number one, you're going to lie. These are things you have to do to lose out with, with your relationship. Lie to yourself. Exodus 32, verse 1. They said there in verse 1, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountains, from the mountain, Mount Sinai, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us, man, who brought us up out of Egypt. He brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what happened to him. As for this fellow, we don't, we don't know what happened to him. You really think that they just didn't know? Because I, I'm going to go back. I'll read some of it. I'll go back to it. Moses went to them. He went to the elders. The voice of God spoke. And they heard. And they saw fire on the mountaintop. And they saw a holy smoke like a cloud. And they watched Moses go up, up in there. And this is a man that we've already seen cast down a rod and, and turn into a serpent, call down plagues from heaven. And, and, and by the way, a sea was split and we walked across on dry land. He was able, through God's power, strike a rock and then, and then water flowed out. We're thirsty. Oh, we're hungry. We need, we need food, manna from heaven. And it's all of these amazing things. And Moses said, hey, guys, I need you to hold the fort just for a few days I'm going to go seek the face of God, my God, your God. You remember the one who had raised us up and got us out of Egypt? You remember the one who changed your marriage? You remember the one who rearranged you when you were tore up from the floor? You remember the one who helped you get over that addiction? You remember that one? Okay, I'm going to go speak to him for a sec. Can you just hold on? You think for a minute that they didn't know what was going on? No, they knew what was going on. He's up there communicating with God. He's reaching out for God, trying to get the higher things of God. And they're like, uh, we don't know what happened to him. Couldn't we have some golden images? We just want to play and have fun and, and be in revelry. I just, can we just go back to seeing for a little bit? This Because we don't, because Aaron, let's be honest. We hadn't seen him. It's been 40 days, 40 nights. You don't know where he's at, do you? Well, I mean, I assume he's up there talking to God. I hear rumbling all the time. And I mean, he hadn't been down. We've been around this whole mountain. He hadn't come down. Well, we don't know where this fellow is. They lied to themselves. You got to lie to yourself. You got to say, uh, I don't know about all this. I mean, this was, this was good for a time. It was good for a little while. But I don't know about this. I mean, this whole church thing, this whole Christian thing, been coming to church pretty regular, you know, I felt good at first. It was powerful. I mean, it was amazing to see the Red Sea just parted. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I believed it. I was there. I saw it. Um, but I need more miracles. I, can you prove yourself one more time, God? Can you prove yourself one more time, one more time, one more time? So they had to lie to themselves. Don't play dumb with God. You don't, you don't have to get spiritual amnesia. Spiritual am it's, it's amnesia when really it's just you forgetting. It's you lying to yourself saying, no, I didn't really. No, yes, you did. 
You did. I never saw God's hand in my life. Yeah, yes, you did. Yes, yes, you did. You prayed for it, and we prayed for it with you. So don't lie to yourself and say, I, I, didn't, I never saw God's hand. Yes, you did. I never felt his presence, watched you, seen you feel God's presence. Yes, you did. I never really trusted him. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I say this to myself. I can never look back at myself and say, I, I never felt God's hand in my life. I never felt his presence. I never really trusted him. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But what if my nature is to want to go back to my sinful way? And if I'm not staying stirred up, I will go back to that in a New York minute. Evidently, that's faster. And I'll be honest, I believe it. It's probably faster than East Texas Minute. <laughs> but we ain't going to get in no hurry to get down to the cafe and have a chicken fried steak. <laughs> got to get my latte. Got to get my latte up in New York. Got to get to work. I got to get to work. Because I run fast. Because I run. All of my minutes are on New York Minutes. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> New York Minute. It's fast. I'm going to tell you what. A God Minute. A year is a thousand days and a thousand years is one day with God. So the next time you feel like it's just trudging and going along and you feel like you're just, you, just, you just can't make it. Oh, heaven help me. Poor me. Poor me. Just poor, pitiful me. Yep. We might need to get a grip and a, on reality and on time and God's time. Remember where you came from. Remember what you saw. Remember what you felt. All of this today is, I'm, all I'm doing is I'm, I'm stirring myself up. I want to stir you up. I want us all of us to stay stirred up. Number two, break promises. You, need to, you're gonna, you will break promises in, in your effort. Exodus 24, verses 1 through 7. We're all up in this story. We're not going to any part of the Bible other than Exodus. We're going to be in Exodus. I want so bad for many, many people to exodus, exit, exit, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of sin. Quit dealing with it day after day after day, after week after week, after month after month. You don't have to deal with it. Exodus 24, verses 1 through 7. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and, a, and, a, and Abihu, a, Lord help me, Abihu, and 70 of the elders. This is back, okay, so I told you they had to lie to themselves. This is what they heard, okay? You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and he told them, he told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice, everything the Lord has said, we will do. We will do it in the name of Jesus on a Sunday morning. Everything that the pastor said, I am on board 100% and I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I'm a Christian. Onward. Forward. Well, I love the Lord. 
out in the parking lot, something happens. Lost Jesus. Already, because we're not really stirred up to begin with, we're just a little shaken. We're just a little bit shaken. But they responded, everything the Lord has said, we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offering and sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls and the other half he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. The children of Israel lost sight of promises they had made. A promise to obey. A promise to listen. A promise to do. Remember, he died for you. You owe him everything. Everything. Today is Palm Sunday. And I'm not going to apologize that you watched some 007 on, on Palm Sunday. Because I have, we have got to do whatever gets your attention. And I know many of you, this right here is an amazing tool. And it gets your attention. It has your attention or whatever it may be. And we just, we're just tied up. This thing right here. How many of you freak out? When you get down to about 2% on battery life. And just be honest. I don't freak out, but I do freak out when I can't find it. How many freak out when you can't find your phone? Why do we freak out when we can't find our phone? All of my contacts. All of my notes. I've got sermon notes in here. I've got a lot of good things in here. And we put so much into this ridiculous little black piece of glass that probably has some... Things in here that we shouldn't have that track us and know us. You know, amazing. True story. The security team was practicing the other day. And we're out there, out in the country. Not going to say where, Facebook. I don't want you to know where I was at with my AR. I don't want you to know where I was at with all of my none of your business guns. All right, so we're out there just pow, 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 going through rounds like nobody's business. Flying through them, New York Minute. And so, pow, 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 pow. Uh, it was funny. Josh Morrison said, man, how do, you, uh, how do you modify your AR to shoot that fast? I said, right here. <laughs> he thought it had automatic. I said, no, I pulled the trigger, brother. I pulled the trigger fast. Pow, 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 was rising up, raising up. So all of that happened. I go to leave. I tell one of the men there, I said, hey, you ain't gonna believe this. My phone tells me it set a message up. If you feel like you're in trouble, and it, 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 I think it, my phone heard the gunfire, and it was telling. It's never done it before, and it said, "If you are in danger or in trouble, here's something you can do." I'm like, I know what to do. I call now. I get my gun. <laughs> it just was weird to me. It's like my phone heard gunfire, and it put a message up there. That's a little weird. All right, the third thing, break your covenant. This is the most dangerous out of all the three that I thought of, and I'm, I'm pulling from this story. This brings forth death. This is not God breaking away from us. It is us breaking away from God. Covenant, it's an agreement. It's an agreement. 
We go down in that, we call it the watery grave. And we rise up new in life. We rise up with a new life and a new hope. We're making a covenant. But when we go and turn away like the children of Israel did, we have to break that covenant. Exodus 32. Let's turn back to Exodus 32. I'm going to read you verses 17 through a little bit further down here. We cannot blame it on, on others. It is on us. When Joshua heard the, the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, There is the sound of war in the camp. Joshua went up with Moses. Moses replied, It is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is not the sound of singing that I hear. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he, drew, he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they had made and burned it. This is, he's so mad. He burned it in the fire. Then he ground it up into powder, scattered it on the water, and made them drink it. I'm telling you what, when you turn from God, you can come back. You can come back. Every time it gets harder, it gets harder and harder. Because you know what? God, He has an anger and a wrath that we do not need to provoke. It is over and over in the Old Testament. Oh, but my God is a loving God. My God is grace. I saw it in the men's restroom today. God is love. God is love. In the men's restroom, like, that. you're right. That's right. And God also hates sin with a passion. And we are to have a marriage with Him and a relationship with Him. And we, when we cheat on God day after day after day, He gets sick and tired of it. He gets tired of it. It's in his nature to want to divorce us and leave us and kill us. And he's proven it by the word of God. And we know that he did. Kill them all. The flood. Kill them. I can't. But you're God of love. Kill them. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. We need to have a healthy fear of God. We have got to stay stirred up. We have got to stay stirred up. I need it all up in the mix. He threw it down and he, and he ground it into, he burned it up, ground it into powder, scattered it on the water, made the Israelites drink it. He said to Aaron, what did these people do to you that, that you, that you, Aaron, led them into such great sin? Do not be angry, my Lord, Aaron said. You know how these, how they're prone. How prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. We cannot blame it on others. It's on us. Now I want to read to you the same chapter, just verses uh, 23, just a little bit further. I want to read... A little bit further. So I told them. Verse 24. Yep. So I told them. Whoever has any gold jewelry. Take it off. Then they gave me the gold. And I threw it into the fire. And out just popped this calf. This is how ridiculous that we can be in our sin. Where we say. I don't know what happened. I just. 
Like Aaron says, I just I threw this gold in the fire and out came this calf. It just came out. It's the craziest thing, Moses. You ain't gonna believe it, man. And Moses said, You're right, I don't believe it. You're a liar. Now tell me what really happened. He, we know what happened. We read he, he took that and he molded it and he fashioned it and he took a tool. He took the time. He took the time to sin. Listen, sin, the, the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And it's quick. And it, we can be walking down the path. You're like, whoa. Well, we got to run. We got to fight. We don't sit down with the, with the lion and say, hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, kitty, kitty. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. He's good. He's good. I have kitty treats. No, you're going to lose an arm. You're going to lose a finger. You're going to lose your life. You run and you run and you pray that the person next to you is a little bit slower than you. Just kidding. But I'm going to tell you what. We're all going to run, run, run from the devil. Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had let them get out of control and so became a laughing stock to their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and said, whoever is for the Lord, come to me. This is very important. Again, he gives the children of Israel a chance to just, just please, I'm so sick of y'all, but I'm telling you what. Okay, Moses, he, he prays to me. He seeks the face of God. And he's saying, and I relented, I relented, but now you did this. Boy, I'm mad at you again. But guess what? I'm going to give you another opportunity. I'm going to give you another chance. He's always given us a chance to just turn back. But I'm going to tell you what. There, there are times when we don't get that chance to just turn back and turn back and turn back. Whoever is for the Lord, come to me. So here's the ones who did. All the Levites rallied to him. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Each man, and he's talking to the Levites. Because there's many, many people that were out there. Each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other. Each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. Then Moses said, you have been set apart to the Lord today, for you were against your own sons and brothers, and he has blessed you this day. That's serious. That is painful. It's hard to read that and believe, oh, he's a God of love. He's a God of love. Yes, he is a God of love. But let me tell you much. Let me ask you a question. Are you... A follower, of, a follower of Jesus, are you a Christian of love? Do you love him? He loves me, he loves me, he loves me. He really loves me. He just loves me so. Great, I know he loves you. Do you love him? Do you love him? If you keep my commandments, that is exactly right. If you will keep my commandments... All through what I just read, here God is making a way of escape. Never should we test God by not turning to Him every chance afforded to us. Always, always, always turn to God. Turn to God. If you are ever given a chance to turn back to God, turn back to God. If you ever get to where you do not turn back to God, you are lost. You are on the way to hell. It is not a happy ending for you. 
So if you're here today, you're hearing this message, which that's everybody here. We're here. We're hearing it. You're, giving a, you're being given a chance right now that if you are not in tune with God, if you don't have a relationship with God, and I don't mean an old, old, forgotten about relationship. I'm not talking about something where you did something when you were five years old. And I'm going to tell you what, no offense to old people in here. I'm getting there. I'm 47. And if I was 77, I'd say the same thing right now because it's true. Don't be an old, crusty Christian. I'm going to tell you what, we get older, our skin gets drier. My thumb right now is so dry, I can't quit picking at it. I got a red spot, my skin gets dry, I got little lines that are forming over here by my eye, I'm getting older, my hair's getting thinner, I'm starting to get crusty. <laughs> now listen, we fight it, we put on the, the, the lotions, and we go get the pedicures, and we get all that stuff. When we're 16 years old, I didn't put lotion on. I'm 47. I put lotion on now. Why? Getting crusty. I, today, today is the day. Today is the day. You do not need to walk out of this place today and say, I was stirred, Pastor. I was stirred a long time ago. And it, it stuck with me. It stuck with me real, real strong. And I haven't prayed to God. I haven't spoken to God. I don't ever fast. I don't ever read my word. But I, the Lord knows I love him. The Lord knows. Praise team. Y'all come on up. Almost through. Three things to stay stirred up. Number one, spend time with God. Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights on the mountaintop on Mount Sinai. Unbelievable, but he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights with no food. 40 days and 40 nights with no food. Does that sound amazing? It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Guess what? No water. The Bible says he did not eat or drink for 40 days. What sustained him? It was that stirring. It was that mighty, mighty stirring. That spirit of God. He was so close to God. He was with God. And, and God was with him. And he was so in tune with God. The Bible says when he walked down off the mountain, his face was glowing. His face was radiant. He had to put a veil over his face because his face was glowing so much. He was stirred. He was stirred. He was stirred. So Moses, I'll just go to this, 40 days and 40 nights went by. This man got close to God in 40 days and 40 nights. Moses got close to God. Same 40 days, same 40 nights. The weather was the same. The time of the year was the same. All of the circumstances are the same. These people walked away from God. In the same 40 days, in the same 40 nights, they walked away. Who spent their time wisely? This man tuned into God, got closer to God. Same time, same amount of time. I spent my 40 days and 40 nights just walking away, walking away. I don't look at that. I don't look and see if it needs to be stirred up or not. I don't care. Somebody told me I need to stir it up, but I didn't listen to them. I, somebody said, you need to stir it. You need to stir it. You need to be closer to God. Somebody that you don't even know just mentioned something to you at the supermarket. Somebody that you hadn't heard from in a long time said, the Lord's with you. The Lord's watching you. The Lord's got your back. Just wanted to send you an encouraging text. Something happens out of the blue. It's somebody telling you to stir it up. And what are we going to do? 
Are we going to stir it up? Are we going to say, Lord, stir up the gift? Stir up the gift that you blessed me with a long time ago. Because we can't lie to ourselves anymore. I've lied to myself before. I, I never felt the presence of God. Yes, you did. I never felt the hand of God in my life. Yes, you did. I never really prayed like that. You don't know what you're doing. Yes, you did. I watched you do it. I've never cried in the presence of the Lord. I've never really raised my hands. Yes, you did. You did it one time. You need to do it again. You need to do it again. You need to do it again. So this next seven days, we're going, to be, we're going to be out in the world for seven days. Yes, we're going to be Celebrate Recovery. All kind of classes on Tuesdays. we got Wednesday night church. We're going to be seven days in the world. Somebody's going to come back next Sunday. They're going to be stirred up. They're going to be stronger than what they left here this morning. There's going to be somebody else, though. Yeah, praise God for that. I love it. Hallelujah. I'm praying for the one that's, that's really, really flirting with seven days from now being a little bit weaker. Being a little bit weaker. Water's getting a little clearer, getting a little bit clearer. I can see right through that. I just thought of this, and so if I'm stirred up, and that Holy Ghost is moving strong in my life, let me tell you another thing that helps when I, when I want to mix some stuff. When I want stuff to really emulsify in water, and I really want stuff to mix real good, what do I do to that water? I heat it up. I get it hot. If I were to boil that water and stir that right there, that stuff would stay clouded up for a lot, lot longer because it's hot. It's hot. And when I don't stir it up, and it's not cloudy like it needs to be, and I'm not full of the Holy Ghost, people can see right through me. They can see. They see right through me. They see right through you, sir. They see right through you, ma'am. And if you want to say, I'm a Christian. You just let off a string of cuss words to one of your co-workers. I'm a Christian. I see right through you, sir. I love the Lord with all my heart. But ma'am, you just posted something on Facebook that you absolutely, sir, ma'am, sir, young adult, you posted on somebody, you hated on the whole world. See right through it. Why? Because you're not stirred up. You're not stirred up because if we have the love of God in us, if we really have the love of God in us, and we really have grace and mercy and forgiveness that was given to us, when we in turn are going to give it to somebody else, and we're going to be so stirred up that you won't be able to see through me. You're not going to see through this because I'm stirred up. Let's all stand. So spend more time with God. Number two, give of yourself. Stop being so selfish. In Exodus 34 and 20, it says, No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Don't come to God asking for the world and you're unwilling to give in any time, talent, or treasure. Don't come to God empty-handed. Number three, you need a Moses in your life. Someone who will pray for you when you don't want to pray for yourself. So if it's all you can do is at least just get here. Just get around some people that will lift you up and raise you up. Just please at least just get here and say, I need help. 
I need prayer. And when the sermon gets to where it's like this and the presence of God has fallen, don't walk out. Don't turn your back on God. If you're given a chance to turn to Him, you turn to Him. You come to an altar. You raise your hands. Do I need to hear what you're saying? No. Do I need to hear what you're praying? No. But there's a God in heaven. Your Father, your Heavenly Father wants to hear you verbalize some stuff and say, Lord, I need help with this. i got to have help. I need you, Lord. Exodus 32 and 11, I got like four lines. I'm going to read right through them. Exodus 32 and 11, Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. He did this for his people. Verse 14, the Lord relented. All of these things are to keep you stirred up. You've been shaken, and that's not enough. Now you've got to stay stirred. You've got to stay stirred. Every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would, please. No looking around. No looking around. I have, if you want to look right now, everybody look. I want you to look at me. I got my eyes closed. Everybody on this praise scene, close your eyes. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to be fearful of God for opening your eyes right now. And if you feel like you need to be stirred, nobody looking around, you raise a hand to God. I want God to see it. And you raise your hand and say, God, I've got to be stirred. I've got to be stirred. Three seconds. One, one thousand. Two. If you're going to raise your hand, raise your hand and show God. All right, everybody, put your hand down. Everybody, open up your eyes. I, I don't want any. That is not for us to try, kind of pick out of the crowd. Who, who needs Jesus? You know what? Everybody in here needs Jesus. Everybody in here needs Jesus. I just realized that everybody on Facebook saw me raise my hand. I'm proud to say it. I raised my hand. I need to be stirred. I need to be stirred. I raised my hand. That camera saw me. I don't care. It's altar call time. It's time to make a move to an altar or stand where you're at and raise your hands. But right now, they're going to sing a song and we're going to praise the name of the Lord and we are going to get stirred up. I want to stay stirred up. What do you got? I want you to sing. I want you to sing. Bring Lexi, sing with the power and the might of God Almighty and just sing for the glory of God. And everybody in here, we're gonna we're gonna spend about the next 10 minutes. Stir me up. Stir me up, God. Everything is changing now. Everything is changing. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Everything is changing. The Spirit of the Lord is here.
of Jesus, I pray, Lord, for your people. Lord, stir us up, God. Stir us up, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would reach in right now to the hard heart. Lord, to the one that has turned its back on you. Lord, I pray that you would reach in and begin to make that heart become new in the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I need you, church, to pray with me right now and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, stir this body up. All right, let's say it again with some force because we got to be stirred up. We cannot be a church body that is weak. I refuse to be weak. Everybody with me in the name of Jesus. Stir this body up. Make us powerful. Make us mighty. In the name of Jesus. We claim victory. Don't lose the volume. We claim victory. We claim power in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. He's mighty. He's powerful. If you're here today and you can raise your hand, you can say, he's done it for me. Raise your hand and say, he did it for me. He did it for me. He did it for me. here today and you need it to be done for you I want you to look at a hand that's raised and I want you to say I want you to go to that person and say I need it I need it I don't know I don't know how it happened for you but I gotta have it I gotta have a change listen Tuesday night you need reverse Sunday tonight at six o'clock guess what the pastor of the church is gonna do I'm gonna come up here and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pour my heart out for many, many that will not pray for themselves. Okay, it's okay. And I'm not talking about just our congregation. I'm talking about the community. I come up here and my wife and many others and we pray and we pray and we pray. Listen, we need help. We need your prayers. Prayer in community, corporate prayer is so powerful. A mighty voice lifted up. I'm going to come tonight. I don't want to play the drums. I don't want to preach a sermon. I don't want to do anything. I just want to pray. This is work, okay? This is work. This takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. I'm happy to do it. But I'm telling you what, sometimes it stresses me to the max because I'm looking at this Bible. I'm saying, Lord, what in, get it in here, God. Come on. I can't get it out. I feel like Moses. And I'm like, there's got to be an Aaron somewhere that's going to step up here in, in a minute and just take this. No, this is me. God said, do it, I'll do it. But I'm telling you what, I need strength. And I'm, if I feel like, if I need it, man alive, we all need it. We all need Jesus. We need strength. And I'm telling you what, the prayer on Sunday night, it's powerful. Be here tonight at 6 o'clock. Sacrifice. It's the best sacrifice you'll ever have in your whole week. Tuesday, celebrate recovery marriage classes, Bible studies, men's Bible studies, grief share, all kind of different Bible studies, uh, tutoring, just all kind of stuff. I can't even think of it all. I'm probably saying some things wrong on certain days. Help. It's called help. Hope, elevate, love, learn, prosper. Hope, elevate, learn, prosper. If you need help, Tuesday night is the night for you. Wednesdays. Come back to church on Wednesday. 
Be here every time the doors are open. I'm telling you, it's going to save you. It's not the church. It's the Spirit of God. When they're singing it, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Miracles are breaking out. Everything is changing now. I'm trading my sorrow now for joy. I'm trading. It's time to make some trade. And we're in East Texas. And we know what we say about, we, we don't buy stuff around here. We trade. Who you trade with? I want to trade my sorrow for joy. I want to trade everything that I've been dealing with and hanging on to. Just take it, God. Take it. I, I love y'all so much. If you don't know if I love you by now, you, you better check it and check yourself. We love you very much. God loves you and he wants the best for you. Go out today, go out this week and share the love of God. Share the good news. Go out there, grab you. I got a bunch of bracelets I put out there. Get you a bracelet, start some conversation. Grab you a card and share it with somebody and say, God changed my life. He's changing my life. I'm being more and more stirred up. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. Why are you handing me a card? You've never invited me to church. I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. Why are you talking to me about Jesus? You don't ever talk about Jesus at work. What's wrong with you? Will you say, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm stirred up. What do you mean you're stirred up? Well, I just feel like God's doing something in my life. Maybe I need to buy a jar for everybody. We'll just, we'll just get everybody a little small jar. You just walk around and do this right here all day. Thank you, Jesus. Stay stirred up. Stay stirred up. I love y'all very much. God bless you. If you need to pray longer, we'll pray with you longer at this altar. But otherwise, get out there and share 